and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that would make me Mike, sitting here with my pile of shit computer talking into a potato. You know, the thing is, is that your microphone is not a potato. It's a nice microphone. No, it actually is, yeah. Just this computer kind of makes it. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like having, like, rims on a really shitty car. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're nice rims. Obviously, you spent some money on them, you know, and you you you, you installed them well. Everything is great, but you know, you got an '86 Toyota Tercel with a system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Priorities, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it hops. Yeah. Oh yeah, one of those uh, one of those hydraulic kits. There was a kid that uh, we went to school with that was like, I don't know, a fucking uh, sophomore, maybe. And he was already like on co-op and had like a job after school working. He's like a fucking uh, savant with air conditioning. And he had a uh, like he was amazing with heating and air conditioning work. Uh And uh, he had a he got a 93 Camaro, which was the year they changed the body style from the 80s body style. And he had a system in that car. I guess he was involved in a lawsuit back in the late 80s, early 90s that he had like a shitload of money. And um, he had a system in his car that you literally had a hard time breathing when he had the stereo on. Yeah. Like it, it hurt. Yeah. It I've literally been... caused you physical pain. I've been to shows like that. Yeah. I've like been to, to concerts like that where the, the the house was not prepared for the level of like bass. Um, man, holy shit. So I went to a Tool concert on Wednesday uh, in Baltimore. Uh, it turns out to be the, the, the ve- I, I believe, the very first show on their tour. Did um, you go to, the, was it at the soundstage? Uh, it was at the CFG Bank Arena. Oh, okay, so you weren't at the soundstage thing because there was this amazing fucking pizza place that was oh, like yeah. about less than 100 yards away from the venue. No, this place, we ended up, we couldn't find anything close by and we were in a hurry to get in there. So we ended up eating uh, basically super overpriced snack bar food. Arena food, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I had a, I had, I had a, a soft pretzel and a bottle of water, and that cost me sixteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. And they guilt you into a tip on top of that. Well, I, I don't I don't let them do that to me usually. Yeah. Like if it's a big order, I might be like, all right, the person yeah. had to do stuff. But if it's like yeah. something small, I'm like, man, fuck you, ass hey. fucking like you got a tip. It's like when you go to the concert to the t-shirt table and they're like hey the t-shirt's like 70 bucks and i'm like okay first off that's way too much and then you have the gall to ask me to tip you for turning around and going uh what size is that again oh extra okay i don't have any extra large in that size yeah (laughs) fuck you and and then they out out in the street like there were like hockey people hawking t-shirts for like 10 bucks a piece that's and, normally where I buy my T-shirts, honest to God. And I've had some of them last longer than the actual T-shirts that real? I bought in places. Yeah, for real. Yeah, uh, yeah. When we came out of the, well, so when we were in the venue, the reason why I brought this up was not necessarily just to bring up the fact that I went to see Tool, but it's the first show of the year, you know, and a pretty damn good one if you're if you're a fan of that band. Then that's like. That's like at least a once in a lifetime must do kind of a thing. 
for me, it's like, I have to go see Primus at least once in my life or just bearing that, you know, something with less Claypool in it. Twice. Yeah, I know. Well, twice for me with Tool. So, you know, I yeah. want to see another Death Tone show. I want to see, uh, I'd like to see Liars in, in concert. Um, a lot of bands I'd like to see. But um, when the drumming started, like the first band came out and they were like, you know, about a half hour. They only played for a half hour. I can't even remember the name of the fucking band now. They were good, <laughs> but they weren't like amazing. You know, they were good. Um, and uh, I just wish I could remember the name of them. You need to just look up the lineup from that show, dude. Yeah, but it, when I did beforehand, it didn't tell me what the name of the, the band, the, the opening act was. But I was surprised. It was a half an hour. It was like you could just tell that fans of Tool were not prepared to sit through shit for more than half an hour before they're like, you better bring on my band. <laughs> you know, like, I'm. Uh, this is my fucking religion, you know. <laughs> yeah, it really is for some people. It's I mean, really heavy sad. metal shows are normally like dudes are just chill and they'll they'll mm -hmm. cheer for whomever and listen to whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that maybe Tool brings a slightly more. Um, maybe maybe they think I I don't know. Like I always think that people and this. Is not a reflection on you. People that listen to Tool are looking for something more intellectual and stimulating than probably uh, just a regular heavy metal show. Yeah, I think. I yeah. think you're probably right. And there's a lot of cool visuals that go on, and the drumming is very complex and mm -hmm. methodical. Yeah, Danny Carey's a fucking beast. He's incredible. And yeah. it, I mean, the minute he started drumming, I could just feel the entirety of the sound just waving through me. <laughs> um, and at one point he gets up and starts playing a gong and he's wearing basically like a jersey and shorts and at one point I, I, I turned to uh, the person I was with and I said um, is he wearing a cheerleader outfit <laughs> because that's what I thought he was wearing and I was like well that's different all right I've known Tool. Usually, it's it's usually it's Maynard who dresses outside of you know like ordinary. He transgressively dresses. I would say hasn't many times. You know, he'll 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 dress in women's clothing or he'll dress in strange outfits that sort of be be speak a different universe almost. You know, but mm -hmm. I always thought that Danny Carey was just sort of behind the scenes in terms of like how he dressed but no it turns out that's just his ordinary everyday wear at this point in the tour you know for apparently for the last so many years he's just like fuck it this is what i'm wearing to shows <laughs> i don't give I'm a comfy. fuck i'm besides i need to have i need to be loose and free to drum like a fucking demigod yeah he's incredible um, I really think that at some point uh, you and Brandon need to do a deep dive on milking it, which is coming soon, folks. I promise. <laughs> it is. It really, truly is. But um, yeah, because he had this whole obsession with like sacred geometry or still has has and like apparently his drum set is set up very specifically to sit within a certain geometry 
because he believes that that enhances his drumming ability. Although I mm -hmm. guess that would be no different than anyone else having their drum set up just so. You know, it's like driving someone else's car. Once you have it set up just the way you like it, you know, it's it, it feels alien to do anything else. Yeah. You know, but whatever. It, it makes him an incredible drummer. So who who's, who am I to say he's wrong? Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, we got out into the street and it was just like it was one of those things where if if someone dropped a smoke bomb or um, if someone decided to scream and yell and panic, 15, 20, 40, 60 people would have been trampled and crushed. It was that packed and everyone's just bumping into one another. And this is in the fucking sidewalks outside the venue. Hmm. People were were climbing over shit to get away from it. It was so cloying and people were just bumping into me and passing me. And I'm like, really trying not to be a jackass and, and say things. One lady crossed right in front of my path and I said, well, don't fucking look where you're going. And she didn't even look back. So she probably didn't hear me or she just didn't care. Yeah, a little bit of both. Neither could have been a little bit of both. Yeah, like, oh, certainly that wasn't me. I'm the main character here, you know. So I just sort of shouldered my way through. We got back to the parking garage, and uh, and then <laughs> the, the other person I was with uh, was driving home. I drove the way down. She drove the way back up, and um, she we went to make a turn and she turned into the oncoming traffic lane and and she's like oh shit oh fuck oh fuck well, what do i do and i'm like i don't know you know i'm like thinking like um go to the end of the block and turn and turn there but instead it was um she she made a u-turn because the traffic was completely empty in that lane in those lanes so thankfully we, she, she could just make a a u-turn and we were able to escape baltimore but <laughs> it was hairy there I, was like, from baltimore. I was like jesus christ i do not want to get pulled over in baltimore at night come on you don't want to do the wrong fucking thing in the murder capital of the united states at night either you don't want to do anything yeah you just don't want to draw attention to yourself yeah right you're like that's like anything puts you on oh my god so all right there are these they're infamous in baltimore there's these thugs that run around with squeegees and buckets mm -hmm. and they team up on you and they harass you and if you don't want they'll like scream at you and shit they try to goad people into fights it's weird it's really aggressive and what do they what do they do they use the squeegees in the buckets to clean up evidence after they murder you is that <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i guess i guess i don't know i guess they think they're working for tips but it's it's so aggressive and it's absurdly <laughs> it's absurdly american well yeah you know like like it's just i don't i'm not a world traveler by any means but i cannot picture something so aggressively obnoxious and entitled happening and 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 vicious almost happening anywhere else in the fucking world other than a third world country maybe mm. salvatore has this fantastic story we need to get him on the show again it's been an issue for him for a little while but yeah um he had this great story he 
as you know, you know, uh, has a variety of means of making money. And one of the ways that he would do so is to buy clothes and then sell them at an ups, you know, at, for more uh, to, to various vendors. So, you know, he would, or he would, you know, take, you know, whatever and shoes. And in this case, he had uh, two bags of shoes and these, uh, these two people or three people, I don't remember, accosted him and they're like, give us the shoes. He's like, he, he, he actually knocked one of them over with the bag of shoes. And then like, like he said, do I need to call the fucking police? And they were like, no, no, no. You know, and he says, I'll tell you what, you look like you're down on your luck. I'll give you one of the bags of shoes. And they're like, okay, all right. And they take the shoes and they run off and he takes off and then he gets to the market and he tries to sell the shoes. And the, the merchant looks at him and goes, and this is fucking, as far as I know, this is true. I've never known Sal to just bullshit me. But yeah. he says, <laughs> he says, you're trying to swindle me. And Sal goes, what? He goes, these are all left shoes. <laughs> I just fucking knew that that was what the story was going to end up with. Like you gave away a bag of right shoes and you kept yep. all the left ones. Yeah, you better have a bunch of fucking one-legged clientele. <laughs> yeah, so they completely, they both got screwed completely. <laughs> These guys are like, that guy was all right. He hooked us up, and then they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> these are all right shoes. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. I'd be like, yeah. I can try to find those guys and be like, look, we can split the bag down the middle. Each of us gets pairs. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting out in the street for like 40, 40 like 15, 20 minutes, sorting out shoes and deciding who gets what. <laughs> that's amazing. Where did he get the shoes from to begin with? I like, have... I don't, I don't think I want you to tell the whole story because now I, I'm very curious. Like, where does one come upon, um, two bags of shoes which are just one side and the other side in separate bags i don't uh i have no earthly idea i really truly don't because I, mean, I always think like when i think of goofy like shoes and stuff fucking like you ever go to gabriel brothers and they have like the size 18 triple e shoes and there's only like one of them and i'm like is there one dude with a gigantic foot walking around harrisburg <laughs> well, no, somewhere he's, and he's his actually, other shoes here <laughs> no he's not walking he's hopping <laughs> yeah well i guess he would have to be wouldn't he's, he he's like that boot thing from super mario brothers <laughs> 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 I was just talking about the Gabriel Brothers thing the other day. Like you find the goofiest shit when yeah. we would. I know I haven't been there in years. I bought my only suit uh, there, and it wasn't a very good one. I, I mean, it was the gray suit that I used for Buddy Cop. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I need to get a new one. I, I've been meaning to do so for a while, but I kind of, you know, I have been kind of losing weight. And it's like, at this point, like the idea of buying clothes is like, it feels stupid until I literally cannot keep my pants up without wrapping my belt around my waist one and a half times. <laughs> I'm not buying new clothes because I'm just gonna have to buy them again. You know what I mean? Over the course of the next two, three years or whatever. I wanna be comfortable. I just, and you know, like, I don't really go to like Walmart to shop. I go to like thrift stores. Yeah. I love thrift stores. They're so fucking great. You can get 
you know, and, and I mean, yeah, you're not going to be fashionable, but when have I ever been fashionable in my life? I, uh, I wear this. That's why I say to somebody one time, like, what kind of shit did you, and I'm like, I wore the same stuff when I was in high school Yeah. that I wear today. Not the yeah. same clothes, mind you, because my fat ass would not fit into my clothes from high school, but mm-hmm. my fashion sense has never changed. Boots, jeans, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies. You know, leather jacket, that kind of stuff is always going to be my thing. I'm going to be an old man wearing the same shit because yeah. it's comfortable. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, um, there's no like, sh- I don't know if you even want to use the word shame. There's no shame in that, you know. No. Like, I don't understand why, like, it's just your, it's like, it's like your plumage, you know. Human beings don't have a lot of plumage, so we invent our plumage, you know, our additional plumage. And some of us dress one way and some of us dress another. I mean, I don't understand every fashion trend, but I don't put people down because they dress a certain way. Unless they're really, really dressing like filthy clothes, you know, like they're just (laughs) disgusting clothes. Like Uh, You made me think of something else completely. It just popped into my fucking head. It has to do with clothing. So it is on topic for a change. Okay. But you remember how we we worked at a, uh, you know, local family run grocery store Uh when we were in high school, how they would have the secret shopper come in and it was like the one owner and he would wear like a trench coat and and fucking run through the store (laughs) like an idiot well i work for a family owned run grocery store at this point that different one obviously and the people come in but they just wear like normal clothes but i swear to god i saw some dude rushing through the store about a week and a half ago and he was dressed like hunter s thompson Nice. The fucking like the hat, the stick cigarette, and everything. It yeah, just yeah, yeah. fucking. I don't like. I th- it oh, made me immediately oh, think. <laughs> it made me immediately think of the of the store owner. When we were kids that would run through the store with the trench coat on. I was like, yeah, I I'm wearing a disguise, so nobody will know it's me. But you got, I'm gonna pick something that's so outlandish that it makes me stick out like a fucking sore thumb. You know, you know we, I know, I know the guy you're talking about uh, precisely, but. Nevertheless, when you describe the trench coat, mm-hmm. like I always picture um, the character slash characters from uh, BoJack Horseman, uh, <laughs> the, the the kid in the trench coat who may actually be a kid on top of another kid's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's wearing like the fedora <laughs> and the trench coat. And he's dating. I, I can't remember who the hell he's dating. I think he dates the agent, the the, the cat. I, I, I've seen some of that. I did watch more of it after I had been over, but I haven't mm-hmm. uh I haven't quite some time because of you know, holidays and everything yeah. else. But uh like when I when I think of trench coats, it for some reason I think of Inspector Gadget. I don't Yeah, I, I can like, see that. Obviously not the right color because he wore like a gray trench coat and everybody around that I've ever seen, it was either black or tan, but uh, just the fucking Hunter S. Thompson black looking dude. Tan. Yeah, right. The Hunter S. Thompson dude just, I, I like I stopped and was like, and like looked around to see if anybody else was looking so I could be like, am I the only fucking one seeing this? <laughs> Where's the goddamn man? Deviled eggs, man. 
<laughs> well, whoever it was 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 busting out towards the door. So I don't know what the story was there. Did he so. have did he have the Hunter Thompson walk? Like that weird kind of gangly gait that I don't believe so because I think that they were like in a hurry, but the outfit was fucking was tripping me out. You know. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, just randomly. And it wasn't Halloween. <laughs> so <laughs> hmm. maybe um he's like the new Elvis. <laughs> you know, like people will He's start still alive. Yeah, yeah, there'll be Hunter S. Thompson sightings in odd places. That would be <laughs> that would be a really strange one. <laughs> Just yeah. like fucking random yeah. celebrity like, oh you never guess I saw Andre Brower and Hershey today or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Andre Brower was on my mind for some reason recently, and I'm not even sure why. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking, um, uh, what's his name? Ryan Dunn punched <laughs> me. The ghost of Ryan Dunn punched me in the testicles yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> he 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 told me later later he told me that he it sucks to try and do stunts now because when you hit a thing. Instead of slamming into it, you just fly through. <laughs> Flew right through your nutsack. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like it didn't hurt when he punched me. It was just kind of like a warm. Interdimensional jackass. <laughs> astral jackass. <laughs> He's on a different astral plane, but yeah. your nuts were still, you know, available to him. Speaking of nuts, uh, Jennifer earlier this week you know it's not going where you think it's going earlier this week jennifer texted me a thing while i was at the gym and and i'm like this is a bad time to send this because i'm opening it up and it's a thing called the baldo yeah 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 which is just not appropriate to open in public but i had to know what it was and it's apparently a kind of special dildo that you can insert your nuts into and then yeah. fuck someone with them. I believe that it said something to the effect of it's to use your balls in it because and it'll make a dildo that never goes soft. And I'm <sighs> like, who in there whoever thought, okay, uh, that you were going to be like, you know what I really need? I was just thinking about, about this. I can't satisfy my lover in bed, so I need to turn my balls into a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't understand what the fucking purpose or, or what brought this to be. Like, what was the inspiration behind it? Because I'm going to be honest with you, uh, your balls are pretty sensitive. Could you imagine just thrusting with your no. nuts? It's not going to feel good. No, it sounds horrible, but apparently according and like to the directions, the... rubber well, bands, oh, yeah. dude, no. Well, according to the website, it's supposed to feel amazing. That that, that <laughs> I have my doubts. Yeah, but why yeah. if, if folks, if you want to follow along at home, you can go to baldo.com slash that's B-A-L-L-D-O dot com slash pages slash ball sex dash F-A-Q-S. Wasn't Baldo the name of that fucking hero dog from <laughs> from the stories that we read? It might have been. It, it was been. ball something. I don't fucking know, but that's what I thought of. Oh, man. Baldor. 
Um, okay, so let's see. Frequently asked questions. How does it work? Uh, okay. When fitted with a man to a man's scrotum, it will allow him to use his balls to penetrate his partner and release a totally new type of sexual experience and pleasure for both. The ball mm -hmm. encapsulates the balls and presents them in Present a specially them. designed cage. Oh, see, that's already, you lost me. That allows them to be inserted and then thrusted into a vagina or anus. Effectively, your balls become a second penis with their own unique feeling of stimulation for both the wearer and the recipient. Yeah. The cage is very soft <laughs> it's on like the outside. It's like repeatedly sitting on your own balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which, which is not pleasurable in case you've never done it. <laughs> I would also like to point out that I, while I can't picture quite how this works and there aren't really many pictures, the one picture there is they... an illustration to show you how to put it on on that website. Is there? Where the oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they tell you, like, you got to shave and oil your nuts and everything. See, yeah. and I'm See, like, you do. You would have yeah. to. Because if you don't, you're going to get so tangled up in there, the friction's going to shave your nutsack off. I'm just thinking, like, you oil your nuts up. What's to stop this thing from just, you know, flying off? You know, like, you're in the middle of thrusting with your balls, and it just, whoop, your sack just comes ripping out the top. Yeah. Like, so what? this in no way sounds great. Like, hey, why don't I just use a vacuum pump to extend, to hyperextend my anus, you know, and uh, prolapse it. And then I can use that to fuck somebody, too. <laughs> I could have three dicks at once. <laughs> well, on your way to becoming a spider dick. <laughs> uh, I got is... ten dicks on the end of my fingers, bitch. What <laughs> on the end of my hands. Yes, Edward Dick hands. Dick fingers, Edward Dick fingers. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, this particular invention, I, I implore all of you to at least look it up. You don't have to yeah. go to the website, but I mean, come on, you've Googled worse things. Let's be Sir, honest. You have, you have. You know, you, Baldo ain't gonna fucking change anything. No. You know, at least look at the pictures because it's it's kind of funny. And when you first look at it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm. And then if you look at the illustration on how to use it, it makes slightly more sense as in you won't understand how your balls would fit into it. But I'm thinking like your balls would have to be pretty relaxed in order to uh, to, to get this thing to work. Yeah. yeah. Like if you if you were if you were pulling a hard uh, walnut shell because it's cold, you ain't putting that inside there. Oh, dear if, God. if it's okay. all brained up, it ain't going in. I got to read this. I got to read this. What is a ballgasm? For the wearer. <laughs> a ballgasm. For the wearer, once inside, hmm. thrusting comes instinctively and bizarrely feels like normal sex. However, the sensation is very deep and unusual because your balls are inside someone and you are actually penetrating with them. This trigger, this sensation can trigger what we at Nadgers called a ballgasm. Ballgasms are slow building, long lasting, and earth shattering as the body and mind doesn't actually know where the trigger is coming from. I mean, I cannot promise that you will attain a ballgasm as everyone's stimulation points and levels of arousal are different. However, we've had ballgasms reported in major media, media such as in Cosmopolitan and Girly Juice. Ew, Girly Juice. That sounds disgusting. For the partner, the baldo is a nice, naturally thick. A naturally nice, thick, and filling. 
It, it sounds like a fucking snack cake. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's two inches in diameter, so it will be slightly bigger than most are used to. When the balls pass the wall inside you. <laughs> I'm trying to think about trying to jam your balls with a dodo attached into somebody who's not used to taking something with that kind of girth. How is all this going to work? Oh, oh I got to read that again. When the balls pass, and this is in quotes, the wall inside <laughs> you, there is that satisfying plop feeling and the balls can clearly be felt locking into the anus or vagina kind of like a butt plug this excitement <laughs> of having a man's balls in your anus or vagina adds the extra route level of arousal leading to unusual orgasms <laughs> for women when the in the, mission, in the missionary position with the legs held back by head the baldo sandwiches the clitoris against the base of the penis and the spacer rings this intense rubbing can lead to rapid orgasms mm. fascinating especially if you have a giant meaty steroid driven clitoris warnings before inserting a sex to toy anywhere in your body make sure it's absolutely clean to a risk the avoid the risk of infection yada yada, yada. okay Fair do, do use a sex toy cleaner for extra peace of mind. Do leave your baldo to air dry thoroughly. Laid on paper kitchen is a, pa a paper, a kitchen paper. Laid on kitchen so paper. So when your mom comes over to let your cat out, <laughs> she can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't put your baldo in the dishwasher or the microwave. <laughs> put it in the microwave. Nothing says awesome like a steaming hot baldo. Wow. Molten, molten rubber dripping from your penetrating nutsack. If you think baldo is for you, you could always try taking and getting yourself some large rubber bands and just strapping them around your nutsack until it's firm and purple. <laughs> I think we found our episode title. <laughs> Firm and purple. It, it could so, be about this, grimace. It could be about like, oh, dude, so grim. What if, what if grimace from, uh, like, like, imagine if he's got the right shape. Well, if to be a butt plug, sure, or to be a baldo, a baldo. Yeah, he could yeah. be. Um, but. Imagine if if Grimace cut, like just completely drop the milkshake regime, and just cut down from what he is now, because you know he's raw muscle underneath. That there shit. was a Saturday Night Live sketch where they did a cut Grimace. It was oh, I can't remember the dude's fucking name. Yeah, all you gotta do is uh, you can look it up right now. Look it up right now. It's um. Saturday Night Live Grimace. And uh, yeah, he's like fucking ripped. You'll get to see a cut Grimace. Oddly enough, you brought it up. There's a thing for it. It's fucking ridiculous. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't remember the dude that, that does it. I, I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. Kendrick Lamar. No, no it wasn't Kendrick no, no, no. Lamar. Miles no. Teller. Miles Teller, yes, that's right. That's who did it. You never know it was Miles Teller. You'd swear that it was a fucking you know wrestler or something that was doing because the voice doesn't even sound right. But uh, yep, it's actually somewhat funny. 
you know, Saturday Night Live will never be as funny as it was at one time, but mm. uh, they have their moments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I feel like you might have known that that existed. Like no. you teed that shit up perfectly. No, no. I thought I was having an original idea for the first time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody already thought of Rip Grimace. Oh, I got into the best fucking troll fight with this guy on Reddit today. Uh, by the <laughs> end of it, I was laughing and telling him how cool he was because it was like it started out as just another fucking oh, this guy's an idiot kind of thing. Yeah, and it went yeah. back and forth and went back and forth, and and I was like, I was basically reposting every every thrust and parrying every attack and and he was too he did get me a couple of good ones and i was i was like after the fact i was like i have to give you credit this was a pretty good dig but the one thing um he kept singing saying was how stupid i was and i said i said i never claimed to not be a dumbass I, but i don't really care and you really really seem to care about how smart people think you are so you know chew on that and i don't remember exactly what i said but at the end of it it was it was like all right you know what that was a fun little exchange and nobody's feelings got hurt <laughs> and both of us were probably like oh dude i needed that laugh so you know it, it ended on a good note and then later on someone downvoted that all of our shit <laughs> Because someone was like, I don't like that they got to be nice with each other. Oh, I don't like it when an argument ends with a mutual respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. You know, that does that. That's no fun. I've <laughs> I have had trouble numerous. maintaining stable relationships in my life. So, you know, seeing other people manage to get out of a tailspin. Find common ground. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What a bunch of pussies. I've actually had that happen numerous times when I argued with somebody that we ended up coming to common ground at some yeah. point because I was like, all right, dude, this went far enough. Like, yeah. what does this really matter in the grand scheme of the universe? Well, at this some was point, fun. Yeah. You know, we're done now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I mean, like, in so I in one example, like, I actually was calling this person out for being an incel, and they were really, really, like, just lashing out at everybody. And this person, I, I ended up saying, like, I, I don't know what I said or how I said it, but I managed to get through their their exterior and 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 you and penetrated them speak. Yeah, I penetrated like a baldo, them, like a baldo yeah. um, and uh, got through to them somehow. And they started messaging me and uh you know just being like i know i am i you're right i'm absolutely miserable and i don't know why and, and i was like yeah you know what you can contact me anytime through this medium i'm fine with that just feel free to you know i'll check my messages every now and then see if you've replied and and uh and he was like super excited and then like, he never responded to me again like he never reached out again. I don't know if he just hmm. felt like he couldn't or if something happened to him, but. Maybe he was feeling good enough that he didn't think he needed to right then. Maybe, maybe. Um, I just, I, I didn't keep up on him. So I don't know. Or he's know. looking your information up and he's going to show up at your door one day. Well, no, I don't think so. I mean, this was like <laughs> almost a year and a half ago. Uh, 
that was cool that your your camera flickered right when you did that yeah that, that was totally the effect i was going for it's not because it's fucking spazzing out yeah yeah <laughs> what if it started putting messages in there like it pops up and it says fuck you mike it suddenly becomes sentient yeah <laughs> it's like the ai's taking over my camera my mom was telling me about how she had um, she or somebody had no it was her she had one of those um alexas in her house for a little mm -hmm. very short period of time and they didn't like it so they put it in a room and and it would start talking at night yeah yeah they're creepy as fuck dude we had a google home um in our bedroom we don't anymore i tell you that because the thing at like fucking 3 30 in the morning just started talking one night and i was like okay that's enough of that because it yeah. scared the living shit out of me yeah yeah and i was like nah motherfucker this <laughs> this ain't happening yeah you uh you go ahead and have a conversation somewhere else because the one <laughs> we, we have one in our kitchen and it'll randomly say something and you're like what the fuck like the same thing we'll be eating dinner and it'll be like i can't find anything about fava beans and i'm like well nobody even said anything where the fuck did that come from i just fava beans <laughs> popped into my head you know I mean, that was weird uh, and random and a little scary <laughs> they're doing that so you're like what the fuck yeah yeah it's hissing at you when you walk by <laughs> it just it's this little electronic <laughs> Scaring cats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Hannibal Lecter uh, and fava beans <laughs> and a nice Chianti. Well, of course. Um, I wanted to talk about this guy who's been you know, sort of bouncing around like social media for a little while in the last week, I guess. Um, this guy named Diobra Redden. Uh, and he. You was, might not recognize the name, but you'll definitely know his story when it gets brought up. Yeah, yeah, you will. You will know the story, and if you don't, you absolutely have to look up his name. So this is a guy in Las Vegas who is being. Uh, he was on trial for I don't know what offense exactly, but he spoke in his own behalf before sentencing, and the or before. Uh, I guess sentencing. I don't yeah, know. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, he said, well, I'm, you know, in this really weak ass, stupid, shallow sort of, oh, I'm trying not to be a good, per bad person and all this stuff, you know, like, like it was very clearly contrived. And um, she says, well, I think you need a little something different. I'm going to sentence you to. And she starts to say it. And he goes, oh, fuck no, bitch, and charges and dives over this fucking bench. And, I mean, we're talking, like, this bench is, like, six feet tall. Yeah, I, I hear that the U.S. Olympic team is trying to recruit him for the next Summer Olympics for yeah. the fucking high jump. Yeah, he just, he, I mean, like, he had springs in his shoes. He was like a motherfucking marlin throwing itself out of the ocean and accidentally landing on a boat yeah it was yeah. incredible and i'm not i'm i'm in no way am i for this kind of behavior obviously pretty no. fucking amazing to see 
yeah uh, yeah no you have to take a, a little enjoyment in that aspect alone of it what follows immediately after that jump is a savage beating um to an elderly woman which is absolutely not funny um yeah. um you know and and uh apparently he was placed in front of I like her. the law clerk that was back there with him that was like eh, and like smacked <laughs> him and kicked at him a couple times and you're like wow you had the opportunity there to you know put some fucking boot to somebody and you were just like i couldn't do it yeah but l later on he's placed in front of the same judge where where uh he in, in, where he's chained up looking like a fucking like a serial killer like he's got this mask on over his mm -hmm. face and and his hands are in these styrofoam tubes and he's all chained up and he looks absolutely batshit crazy like he would tear your heart out of your chest if he could and he stands before her and she basically says um i want to let everyone know that the uh, events that took place the other day in this courtroom uh, will not reflect on my decision or my uh, ruling uh, or sentencing. So good on her, right? I mean, you know. I don't believe that. You don't believe it? No. Well, I think she'd already made not it. Not for, for a second. Well, these are only for the existing charges. Mm -hmm. Not for the new charges that were brought upon him for his attack on her. I, you, I mean, I just, yeah. But anyway, anyway, so now he, he got in front of a new judge and he was surrounded by bodyguards, like trying to make sure he didn't, you know, attack anybody again. And they threw a, a shit ton of new charges on him. Like, like, I mean, he's looking at 25 to life. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, it's just it's if he doesn't. If he's not found guilty, which is virtually impossible, then I would say, yeah, then he needs to be put through some sort of like, I don't know, just drop him off in where whatever country we're, <laughs> we're at this week and just have him like be like, all right, I'm going to strap these explosives to you and you just dive into that room. <laughs> just run it, jump over a fucking 12 foot wall and yeah, <laughs> blow some shit up. I just can't imagine what he'd be like on a on a like an obstacle course. You just you just tell him on the other end is the is the judge that he wants to beat up. Yeah, like record time. Yeah. <laughs> My song of the week. I went with something that was kind of uh, fun this week. It didn't did. really did. have any meaning or anything. Uh, I went with um, Fu Manchu uh, is the name of the band. I always forget the name of this song, which is mm -hmm. funny because it's my song of the fucking week. Right. And uh, I get I can't remember it myself. Uh, there we go. Written, Written in, stone. in Stone. Which which isn't necessarily like my favorite of their songs. It just happened to be fun. And I would mm -hmm. say go and listen to their stuff. It's very like fuzz heavy and um um funky at some points and yeah and everything and it's interesting how i came to even know that they existed was because on the discovery channel back in the day before everything was murder and all that kind of shit 
which is basically all they seem to show now. Um, they had like automotive shows on there at times, and there was a show called Monster Garage that was hosted by and my internet stable or connection is unstable. <laughs> there was a show called Monster Garage that was hosted by Jesse James, you know, the uh lovely, wonderful, caring human being, Jesse James. And don't know. Um, I I don't I have a vague he's like fucking like you know fucking part nazi and racist and just okay. a terrible piece of shit okay okay but uh amazing motorcycle builder and stuff i guess but was this uh, the he, orange county choppers guy no 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 no. he did uh west coast choppers was his oh, okay. uh, was his thing and okay. then he had another she was like married to sandra bullock and like she had no idea that he was a giant piece of trash and he was married to um i want to say janine lindemolder like the porn star might have been her or Jill Kelly. I don't fucking remember. Either way, it doesn't really matter. He's a piece of trash. <laughs> Not really the point of my story. But uh, they used to always feature bands on this Monster Garage show. And uh, this was one of the bands that got featured. And I was like, dude, that's pretty cool. And I looked him up and I've been listening to him ever since. Well, I just a fun I, choice. I really enjoyed it. Um, and in fact, I immediately added it to my, you know, my main playlist. You know the one that I listen to pretty much every day. So uh, it's they do like a sludgy, slowed down version of Godzilla from Blue Oyster Cult, which is kind of interesting. You know what I heard today uh, was a um, uh, Static X cover. I think it was Static X cover of um, Nine Inch Nails' "Terrible Lie," and that my nephew was Hmm. playing for me. And I said, wow, this is probably the best Nine Inch cover I've ever heard, or one of them. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, this is a cover of the Nine Inch song, Terrible Lie. And he goes, oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, ah, you don't know his first album that well then. He says, I don't really know their albums that well. I know I like songs of theirs, but I just don't know the album. I'm like, all right, well, throw it on next. And, and uh, we ended up enjoying that. So... I'm always, it's great because, you know, he goes to the gym with me. So we're in the car three, four days a week, uh, 20 minutes each way. And he sort of acts as the DJ. He's like, well, what kind of music do you feel like listening to today? And then we'll just throw on an artist. And and then from there, we'll sort of, you know, just figure out what the next jam is going to be. You know, it's always fun when you get to share your music. I love sharing music with people, um, which is why I should share mine. So. Uh, The name of my song this week is Footsteps at the Pond, the Zeal and Ardor remix uh, by a band called Mm -hmm. La Dispute. Uh, What I like about this band and this song in particular is just the vocals. Uh, They're so anguished. Like this guy. Did you listen to the song? Yeah. He, He sounds so. I did. Yes. He sounds so frail. At the same time, so his voice vocals are so like intense and unique, and 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 uh, in the juxtaposition of the remix where it's like this weird, distant, echoey kind of siren going on, kind of a sound. It just it, it something about it really appeals to me. Um, and honestly, there was a song I wanted to play instead of this one, but I have already I think played two songs from that band in the last six months so i need to chill with that 
<laughs> but I, I found another favorite band, which is uh, Liars. Uh, you know, uh, they're like a Norwegian kind of experimental rock, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, all their albums are a little different. Like they, but there's a like at their first albums, like almost like just like indie punk rock. But like some of their stuff's totally electronic. Some of it's really experimental and, and like weird instrumentation. And I don't know. I, so that's my band of the week. <laughs> <laughs> More than a song, it's a band. I mean, mine too. We just listen to the band. You don't have to yeah. listen to that song. Oh, yeah. No, Fu Manchu is going to be on my playlist for sure. I, I just need to And there's a lot of it there. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm always looking for something new. And this just has that, like, the song that you recommended to me, because I only listened to it once, has sort of left my head, more or less. But I just remember, like, there were things going on in it beyond just the, the basic bass line and everything. There was, there was some musical elements taking place there that I was like, I'm going to listen to this again with headphones and really jam on it, you know, because mm-hmm. there is that sludgy kind of backwash stuff going on in there. Yeah. That, uh, man, I think I know what my next song of the week is going to be. I'm going to have to remember it probably while I'm editing this. I'll remember it. I've already got, uh, I've already got an idea for next week too. <laughs> Something that I, uh, that I tripped across, uh, second generation of, uh, of hard rock slash thrash metal uh royalty i guess okay it's gonna be uh yeah it's gonna be something i'm not gonna tell you yeah no don't tell me don't don't duh i want to be surprised surprise i picked something that was thrash metal (laughs) (laughs) surprise tom picked something that's weird and inaccessible (laughs) <laughs> fair enough <laughs> this guy's got some angsty vocals yep that's tom's yeah pretty much pretty much so maybe you're wondering why mike's background has changed why both of us our t-shirts have changed and why the configuration of mike's hair has changed I think I'm actually wearing the same teeth or the same uh, style of shirt. And I think my hair might be close to the same. I'm not sure. I, you know, it's funny because I was just editing, too. And I guess I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> You're like, I'm still not sure. Yeah. 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 So those, very those listening and watching may have noticed a difference because Mike's voice will sound a little different here because he's in his bathroom. You get to enjoy his bathroom for a short period of time while we wrap up the podcast. At least yeah. I'm not pooping. At least you're not pooping at this moment in time. But you could at any moment. It's true. It's true. You could. I'm not sitting on the toilet though, so they'd be really awkward because it'd be like a standing up shit into my trash can. So, Mike, why are we in your bathroom? Why is it like three days later? Can you explain well, that to the listeners and viewers? Yeah, you know, uh, storms raging uh, through the area with high winds uh, have a tendency to take out power and to make my internet act worse than it normally does. Which is really bad. Yeah, which is normally atrocious. Imagine something worse than atrocious, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catastrophic. (laughs) (laughs) You have catastrophic internet access. 
I always think when I hear the word catastrophe that it is cat ass trophy. Cat ass trophy, yes, correct. Yeah, it's like a trophy made out of a cat's ass. We're going to do a little game called Three Truths and a Lie. Two truths uh, and a lie. Two truths and a lie? Three truths and a lie? Two yeah, truths two. and a lie. Okay, two truths and a lie. Sorry about that. I was thinking of three <laughs> statements. I was thinking of three statements. Okay, Everything so, I stated was true. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, so, my first statement is um, about three jobs back. I sexted my boss by mistake and he was into it. Uh, my second statement is I almost burned my porch down once at my old house because I was using a planter as an ashtray. And when I was a kid, I got in trouble uh, with cops for throwing a toy knife into moving traffic. Well, um, I can definitely see you using a planter as an ashtray. <laughs> that, that, feels, that feels like a truth. Um, I struggle here with the throwing a, a plastic knife into traffic. I know the police department of which you grew up with, and I, you were literally right down the street from the police station. That's a tough one. Um, I don't know though. I have a hard time believing that you, that you sexed your boss. And that they liked it. I mean, sexy your boss, possibly, that they liked it. I, I don't know. I don't know that I can believe that one. So I'm going to say that's the lie. You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah, so I tell had... the story of the knife in the traffic. I got to know. Okay, so I was probably about, I want to say about four, 13, 13, something like that. Um, and uh, my sister and I and a neighbor kid, Decided to dress up in Halloween costumes. This is the middle of summer. We dressed up in <laughs> Halloween costumes because we had a big stash of them in my, my garage. You know, just old co Halloween costumes, masks, stuff like that. So we threw these masks on and then we went to um, the edge of the road because right near my old house was a four lane highway, 422, major yeah. highway, lots and lots of traffic. Very, very busy, dangerous intersection, even. Even now, it's it's not the best intersection, really. Yeah. Um, and we stood on that on the median um, and waved at passersby in our costumes. And we ha we we had these like plastic swords and knives. I had like a plastic butcher knife, and I threw it into traffic. And then we were like, oh, shit, we better run away. You know, like, you know, it landed in the street and we weren't going to go and fetch it. So we just run back to my house and like go inside and, like five minutes later, knock, knock, knock. And the guy's like, um, yeah, uh, I saw your son and your daughter. I watched them come back to this house. Um, I saw them uh playing by the road and one of them threw a plastic butcher knife into the road which i have retrieved here it is <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you can have a bag i don't need yeah, it yeah yeah i don't need it unless unless i take you in today i guess uh <laughs> but you know he basically just gave my mom like you know the the story and then gave us a talking to about how dangerous it was and how we could have caused a major accident he said i would have had to take you in today 
and all this <laughs> stuff and you know trying to scare me a little bit but yeah, yeah yeah so i didn't do that a second time i feel like the worst part of that story was that you guys managed to get yourselves onto the fucking median oh no we weren't on the meeting we were on the grass side um oh close, okay away okay. from where the staples currently is yeah yeah, anyone who wants to look this up, just look up my old address, you know, just look up Staples, Hershey, Pennsylvania, and you'll have a real close approximation if you want to look at this on Google Maps, because, you know, sometimes it's fun to follow along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, that that leads us then to your first statement. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, number one, um... I am currently involved uh, pretty heavily in um, costuming for uh, a high school musical. As we speak, um, typically that doesn't happen until much closer to the uh, time when it's just about to happen and people are scurrying but at the last minute. But this year we got a little head start. Um, number two. Hmm. I should have really been better prepared for this. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be hard to come up with them off the top of your head. And I, and I always think that I can do that. Um, number two, I cut my hair about four years ago, five years ago, six, six years ago, maybe. And donated it to locks of love, cut my hair off and donated it. Um, Number three, I have an incredibly large foot fetish. Love feet. Want to sniff them, lick them, touch them all the time. All the time. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Let's 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 decode this a little bit. Your first one, I feel is true. I'm a little concerned that you may be giving me a half truth and that this is like a college thing and not a high school thing so that you may be giving me a trick. I'm not sure. I don't think you'd do costumes for something that far away as your daughter's school. But then again, I don't know. Maybe you shipping them. Um, Honestly, I've already forgotten what your second one was. (laughs) If you wouldn't mind refreshing my memory, what was it? Your haircut, your haircut. Yes. I don't remember. I, you. I'm, I'm having trouble because we've been hanging out for at least that long. And I don't remember you cutting your hair at that time. And yet I feel that I would have heard something about the foot fetish up to this point. In fact, I think at one time I remember saying you saying that you don't like feet. So I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I despise I despise feet and foot yeah. fetish porn just does not I don't yeah, get it. I yeah. don't understand. Like I, I don't understand lots of things and I'm not here to kink shame, but feet are gross. Mm. I did cut my hair off and donate the locks of love um when I had uh taken temporary employment uh somewhere because I had to cut my hair. And uh, I am I am costuming for a local high school, not college. Yeah, I don't. I mean, college thing would be cool, but it's like a three, three hours away, three and a half hours away. Yeah, that'd be a little bit much. Yeah, yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> All right, so I am currently involved in a five tabletop role playing game 
campaigns, either as a player or as a DM. I play video games between four and five hours a day. And I currently have a library of around 450 games on Steam. Wow, this was really good and very specific. Mm. I did my homework. Yeah, you really did. Um, I don't feel like you spend that much time playing video games a day. You're correct. You are absolutely correct. I'm I a- feel like if you had said I spend four to five hours editing other people's stuff a day, I'd be like, yeah, I believe that one. But the video games, I believe that, yeah, I say I, I believe that, that you're involved in tabletop games. Absolutely. And um, what was the last one again? I own about 450 games on yeah, Steam. Yeah, I, I feel like that was definitely the truth. I feel like that was definitely the truth. That's your turn, buddy. Amongst all the exotic scents and uh, perfumes and clones in the world, patchouli is absolutely one of my favorites. Go ahead and finish. I already know the answer, but go ahead and... (laughs) and I feel like I may have talked about that before then. You may have. (laughs) Number two, my all-time favorite meal ever is macaroni and cheese. Just simple macaroni and cheese. (laughs) I could go for some mac and cheese right about now. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Number three... I um, currently have a collection of somewhere around, hmm, this is a good one, 15, 17 guitars in my house. Well, uh, I already know that those last two are factual, and I didn't really need to know that because I know that you hate the smell of patchouli and often bemoan the smell of of it. Didn't realize that I had gone that far. And you have you have on multiple occasions said how yeah. much you hate it. Yeah, I realized that I should have said that I hate patchouli instead of love, and then it would have counted as the truth. Damn it. I've left you into this game far too long. And yet we are tied two to two. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. I don't know where this is going to go. Okay. Aside from where I live now, as an adult, I have lived in Palmyra, Pennsylvania, Atlanta, Georgia, Washington, D.C., Bethesda, Bethesda, Maryland, and uh, Fort Meade, Maryland. Uh, my brother was a drummer in two separate bands during his high school and college years, 440, and the band called The Sociables. And finally, I have seen all, I have never seen any of the Godfather movies. I feel like this could be a tricky one because I'm pretty sure you've lived in all those places. You didn't mention Myerstown, though. Well, I said aside from where I live now. Oh, did you say aside from where I live now? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say that one's a truth. You are incorrect. In fact, really? I did not live in Bethesda, Maryland. So there's there's where I boned myself, huh? Yep. But there's still a chance for a tie here. I felt like I knew your brother was in at least one or two bands. I didn't remember the names of any of them. And I really feel like you said recently that you've never 
seen a Godfather film. I think I may have said that. Yeah. Like relatively recently, we talked about that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember where, but I do remember saying that. Hmm. All right. Probably off the show. But uh, yeah, uh, no, my brother got the name Sociables for his high school band from the Crackers. You know, the wow. the Sociables Crackers. Yeah, I'm aware of them, man. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy the Sociables, they're really. They're tasty. Yeah, they're very tasty. Yeah, they're fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, time for mine now. Shit, I forgot one of them already. Hmm. hate when that happens. Hmm. It just went right out of my fucking head. All right. Well, anyways, I guess I'll just move along here. Uh, number one, I have only finished fully one semester of college, and that has resulted in three credits. Okay. No more, no less. Number two, I am a massive fan of Motley Crue. Uh, mostly from the Dr. Feelgood album uh, back, but, uh, you know, I think there's some newer stuff that they've done uh, that is pretty good, and I totally side with the band over Mick Mars during their breakup. I think he's a hack. Um, and number three, I worked in a transmission shop tearing apart and repairing mostly Ford automatic transmissions um, because they, you know, there was there was at least one problem with a parking crawl, which is a part that that works uh, when you park to keep your vehicle in park and stops it from uh, from jumping out of gear and rolling away. All of them are so detailed. I don't know which one to choose. And my memory is terrible, so I've already forgotten the first one again. Um, that, yeah, you're not you're not getting any any redos on me to try no. to trick me into forgetting something that I said. No, no, no. The first I'm one not. that I said was that uh, I have only done a one full semester of right. college and only I, three credits. I don't recall you going to school, but we weren't hanging out that whole time, so I don't know. Oh, the other two are so specific and detailed. I'm going to go with the first one. Do you think that one's my lie? Yeah. It's not. Shit. So we have to do a, a tie break then. Yeah. I, uh, I have only completed one semester of college. And you um, only got. I, I have been points. a rather large fan of Motley Crue at times. Um, however, I don't really agree with them when it comes to the Nick Mars thing. So I threw a little obfuscation in there to you kind did. of, yeah, you I actually it, saw them in concert once so and everything. Detailed. You made it so yeah. detailed, but I wasn't sure how much of a Watley Crew fan, because again, you hadn't mentioned it ever to me. Never worked in a transmission shop, though. No? Okay. No. There was a little bit of truth in that one, too, but uh, not much. I did fix some several Ford transmissions here. They had a fucking problem with that exact that was, part, but yeah. That was very tricksy. Okay, so here's how I'm going to suggest we go. We both say... All right, no, okay. All right. We should coin flip over who gets to do this, but one of us gets to make a statement, and the other has to declare whether it's a lie or a truth. So, 
I mean, I have a sausage or a sausage. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> I have a soy sauce packet here. We're gonna flip that. I have a sausage. All right, I so, got it. Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> call it. Um, up the the label side, not the, uh, not right. the ingredients. You got it. So go ahead All and right. give me your statement, and I'll tell you if it's true or false. <laughs> All right. Um, tonight before I left work, I went and I filled up my truck with gasoline. And I had uh, 15 cents off a gallon, which was, you know, all right, kind of nice, I guess. But I also filled up my mom's vehicle and stood out in the freezing cold with the wind tearing through me because gas stations, cemeteries, and grocery store parking lots always seem to be the busiest, you know, the breeziest fucking areas in all the land. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's true. It's true. All right. Because I'm a good son. So even if I don't win this game, I still get points for being a good son. You do. You do. All right. I'll give you one of mine. Um, I think that the Bond franchise is better than ever. The Bond franchise. That's correct. Hmm. I'm gonna right off the bat say that that's that's a lie. You're absolutely right. It needs to. <laughs> I've fucking... never heard you talk about Bond movies at all. No, it's a franchise. <laughs> and I also know that you are more of a classic cinema fan when it comes to some of that stuff, and would probably hold the old movies in high regard over. Absolutely, I feel over like the newer stuff. I feel like I feel the, exactly the same way. The franchise has run its course. It's time for it yeah. to go. It's yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like the Fast and the Furious after I don't know the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm tired of it. So why are guys so fast and so angry about everything? I don't know, man. They're also <laughs> and like some of them are, are just like real, real big and muscular, and it's like, how do you have time? How do you have I, time? I, what do yeah, you? Mean? I, I guess like they're under anger. the hydraulic lift, like just saying, "Fuck it, I'll just lift the car instead." You know, like Vin Diesel's under there just bench pressing cars there's a vision um i don't know how we're gonna break out of this tie i guess uh, give me another one okay um i thoroughly enjoy the smell of bleach it is the smell of clean in my opinion i'm gonna say true damn it that's true i do like the smell of bleach in my old neighborhood my next door neighbor once got locked out of her house and I had to push her butt up through a window. <laughs> I had my hands. Uh, I had well, my what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I had my hands on her butt like this, pushing. She have a big butt. Yeah. I'm sad, false. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's like the third or fourth year I live there. She's like all, all pilled out and she's like i locked myself out of my place can you lift me in through the window and i'm like yeah i'm like what am i supposed to grab she said i don't know my butt i go okay i'm putting my hands on your butt okay and i pushed her through (laughs) (laughs) you didn't have that big of an ass but when it's in your face you know yeah uh, every butt seems big when it's in your face yeah yeah um I actually have a really funny little snippet of something that I'd like to share with everybody that happened uh, after we recorded the first 
90% of this episode, but I think it still bears me saying it because I may forget about it before we record again. Um, my dog was fucking going nuts outside the other day, which she normally does when people walk down the street, cars pull into my driveway, et cetera, et cetera. So she was like going nuts and it wasn't like an abbreviated going crazy. She was like fucking hard charging. Like she was pissed about something. Mm -hmm. And I opened up my door and there's a Walmart package sitting on my doorstep. And I was like, oh, okay. She must've just been barking at the Walmart delivery guy. No problem. So I walk out and I look, and I don't know if you recall from the last year in my house, I have some bushes, like basically a big hedge and then like two smaller, well, not smaller, but two singular bushes as they're going down my driveway. Mm -hmm. And I look and I can see a guy that is standing behind the second bush, apparently pissing in my yard with his wiener in full view of my neighbor and the streets. He found it very important to obscure his deed from me, but not from the fucking street or my neighbor. Dude, <laughs> standing there just peeing. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I've peed in like a ton of places I shouldn't have. So it's not like I'm going to yell at this guy or anything. But he comes out and he looks at me like deer in the headlights. And I go, everything work out for you okay? And he goes, yeah. And fucking left. Yeah, if it was poop, I would have been mad. But pee is pee. Yeah, it's just pee. And 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 it was yeah. it was actually pretty. I know he was super embarrassed that I called him, but I wasn't going to be like, "Hey, were you just were you just pissing in my bush?" I have a friend who every time he comes over to my house, he insists on peeing somewhere in my property, and it's like I don't really care that you do that so much as that you don't get yourself caught by the cops because this isn't exactly the middle of the woods. Yeah, yeah, right. You, like, we do have some good coverage and not anyone can see in most places. And I'm sure he's careful where he picks, but it's still playing with fire. You know, there's an apartment complex right behind my shit. And all it takes is one kid seeing your ween. Right. And yep. suddenly you're a fucking you're on a list. And there are kids in that place. There's at least four of them in the place that's were directly behind my house. So I've had to explain that to people at different points in time in my life where somebody peed somewhere they weren't supposed to, and it was my, when I was working security and stuff, and be like, "Hey, uh, by the way, just so you know, when you're making bad choices like this." Mm -hmm. If there's children around, you can get cited for, you know, corruption of a minor or something along those Indecent lines. Exposure and, and, yeah, and then yeah. you end up on that list forever. Yes, then your well, name ends up on a list and you have to I tell your neighbors. Yeah, I don't think you end up on the list forever. I think it depends on the, the, it, the penalty for the number of years you spend on the list has to do with the nature of the crime. Something like that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like... If just keep you your name off the list. That's keep your all. name off the list. Yeah, that's oh, generally yeah. good advice. I don't care if it's a week, you know? Yeah. You know, hey, what what the fuck, man? So you're on that list. Why? Oh, I took my ween out in front of a kid. Why? I was, well, I was just peeing. I'd love to sit here and wax philosophic and talk about child predation. <laughs> no, I really wouldn't. No. Yeah, never mind. But uh, anyway, I looked at the clock and <laughs> we are out of time. That's going to be a story for never. Um, but maybe other things for another time. Thanks for tuning in to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. <laughs> giving it to you like the uneasy feeling in your stomach you're getting right now when I said we may talk about child predation later. I'm not planning on it. Really not.
Not in the least. Oh, so uh, wipe that out of your heads. Uh, if that's something you're into, please don't listen to us. Yeah, find another podcast or more. Yeah, find, maybe, there's plenty of podcasts out find there. A, just... Find a fucking jail cell and walk into it. <laughs> yeah, because you've got problems <laughs> and that's gross. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.